Hey, what's up, and welcome back to the Heading for Home podcast. Today's guest is Derek Nicholson. So Derek pretty much paved the way for my career. He started at L.A. Harbor College, um, was a graduate of West High School, ended up going to the University of Florida, and just absolutely dominated there. Hit for the cycle two weekends in a row, got the game-winning hit to get his team to Omaha, which you'll hear the story behind that, and ended up playing for a long time in professional baseball for both the Tigers and the Astros. But more than that, Derek gave me an opportunity to coach. He's a guy that has really lived the baseball life. He's a seam head. He's a, he's a lifer. I mean, it's just everything about him screams baseball. And so we've known each other a really long time. I was very excited to do this one. He's somebody I've always kind of looked up to and, like I said, paved the way for me in a lot of ways. So um, hope you enjoy this one. Cheers. Dude, this is awesome. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm super I'm, excited, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy. Yeah, I'm a little nervous. No, you shouldn't. Um, be. I no, no. It's just it's but it's just fun. But I'm also um, I'm just I'm really humbled and really really just stoked because you asked me on this show. Yeah, and I totally respect the past guests you've had. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So like, it's to be on this show is extremely humbling, and yeah. I just want to tell you thank you. Yeah. <laughs> From the bottom of my heart, I'm expressing my feelings. Oh, hey, man. I, I, I appreciate you being on. The irony is like... It is. Dude, the irony is like we... You heard, you know, Terry Dewan and the past guests oh, yeah. talk about, oh, you yeah. know, the influence you had. Dude, yeah. you've been like a deity to a lot of us. Like, Dinic. It's it's like fucking Prince. <laughs> yeah. It's like one word. You just throw it out there and oh, like you gosh. could throw it around baseball and so many guys know you. And so, But that's how we grew up and, you know, with the harbor and... You know, daily watching you go daily breeze player of the year and then killed at Florida Florida hit for the cycle and, and, and you're in pro ball and we're just like, Oh my god, it's Dinic. So like yeah. dude, this is this is awesome for me too. So oh, I appreciate it. Thanks, yeah. man. And then you co we coach we coach together, together. Yeah, we coach and together. Did all that fun stuff. Yeah. And uh yeah. <laughs> you're the recruiting guru, man. Yeah, I don't know about god. that. Well you had some big leaguers coming that yeah, I know that's, that. That's that's true. Jeez yeah. Louise, we, had, we just got lucky on a couple of those. <laughs> But dude, seriously, tell me your baseball story because I've never heard it from the from the inception. Like this okay. is okay. Uh, well, this, this is point of part. view is what's interesting is because now I'm 44 years old, yeah. you know, and of course you're gonna have a different perspective on it. You going back as opposed to even when we worked together, you know, that was in uh, I think last in 2012, right? Yeah, exactly. So um, I just I'm extremely fortunate. That's the number one thing. I, I, the, anything that happened in my life had to do with being fortunate enough to have have incredibly supportive parents mother and father and that goes for all of us I, I'm, I'm come from a family I'm the youngest of four boys and we all played okay um, and growing up um, I was I, again we're going back to being fortunate growing up in Redondo Beach my brothers were playing baseball at Redondo High in the early 80s you know one brother Donnie graduated in 83 Dave graduated in 81 and what I what I what I was exposed to was extreme me it's funny me and my my brother coco he t i talked to him we talked about the balls there okay these yeah. guys had like balls the, you know i, I mean yeah. i don't know if that's you can no, say that 100%, you but can. you know what yeah. i'm saying they they play they were ball players guys were tough guys loved the game i mean we played wiffle ball in our front yard on spencer street around the corner from redondo beach redondo high i mean um, and I, that's how I learned how to hit um, as a youngster. I, I mean, 
guys aren't letting loose. We played pickle on the grass grass strip right there, and and it was like it was really it was very tribal living. I yeah. mean, and me and my brother Coke, we were younger because my brother obviously my brothers were older, and these guys were all you're talking in an era where <laughs> I mean you're, you're you're off the 70s. We had a pinball machine in our damn garage. Oh wow! For, for okay. Crying out loud! Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and my parents were so supportive of that, and um. And, you know, having the four boys and us, I mean, I grew up at Redondo Union High, that, that field over there. We used to swing on eucalyptus trees. We used to hit those, hit, like, hit with our hands uh, and throw them uh, the crumpled up Levi Garrett bag. Oh, wow. You know? Oh, my God. <laughs> that was classic. And we saw a lot of really cool things. And, and we're just being exposed to that was, was an advantage yeah. by far. Me being the youngest of four boys that all played. That was a big advantage. I feel looking back on it, um, I knew I knew how to, I knew how to act in the game. I knew how to play the game. By the time I and then and then later on, as I went on to even playing little league, um, and also even friends of the family. I mean, yeah. I mean, my my dad. We were lucky and fortunate enough. My dad had was had been childhood friends with Doc Ellis since he was nine years oh, old. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, they grew up together and. Um, in uh in gardena and okay. uh man they they were friends since they were nine years old and i had doc would come around every once in a while you know when, when he had time and visit yeah. my dad and I, I would hear stories about him dropping reggie jackson and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's like crazy and um and then and then that that later on in this conversation i'll come in even bigger he went to gainesville one time visiting me at gainesville. oh did he really yeah i was lucky and there, there were times uh, and and oh that's later yeah. it's crazy but and then you talk about the guys that grew up in the area that were always so, I was so fortunate to know through like my brother, Donnie, who coached Terry and all that yeah. at Torrance, but, um, you know, Jason Kendall and the Kendall and Mike was his brother. They, they were coming through there and Jason was a big leaguer and just yep. totally took care of me when I was, when I was, you know, um, coming up through the low minor leagues and, and things like that. And just know, you, you know, those are all fortunate people, you know, Scott Davison was the same yeah. way. Yeah. These guys are all basically neighborhood people from different neighbors, but from the same kind of tribe that we all pull from, For sure. we're all kind of, you know, we all kind of chew the same dirt. Yeah. And these guys really took care of me because they had known my brothers. They had known, um, uh, you know, things from the past and they were from different areas. Again, we all chewed the same dirt. Yeah, so sure. extremely fortunate. So there wasn't really a whole lot of room for me to fail. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was taken care of. And they, then that was really cool. And I was very fortunate. Um, I didn't, I, I didn't realize till later that it was a definitely an advantage, but, um, you know, it, it definitely helped out being that kind of player growing up. And so that's that's what I want to make sure everybody knows as we go into the story, <laughs> okay? Yeah. And um, you know, and I, I was so fortunate enough that when I didn't play pony league over here, you know, I would play over in El Segundo, Babe Ruth, you know, and I was that's where it kind of started as far as being around these these other coaching wise. I mean, really, really top. I had Will Parsons was my coach, oh, wow. okay. Kemmer Brett. Uh, uh, Gary Mesa, these are all guys that were really, really excellent players in that area, and um, and and I was lucky enough to be around them. Yeah. And and my dad would drive my ass down there, yeah. and uh, you know we'd play that season. I played in the All Stars, and we went really far. And that that was a that was a that was a good that was a turning point where I thought maybe I could play a little bit. You know, I was, I was doing really well with some good players against some good competition. Get to Redondo High, um, 
and uh, you know, uh, I had a lot of lot of baggage as far as things, as far as emotionally, mm -hmm. when I got to Redondo High. So we moved to West Torrance. Okay. And West Torrance um, just so happened the same guy who coached my brothers at Redondo High was now the coach at West Torrance Beautiful. High School. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it kind of acted. You know, yeah. you kind of moved into the area. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, so and it was cool too. When I got there, I was a sophomore, and my bro and Coke was a senior. It was cool because it was kind of the ending of an era which of really good athletes, um, guys that were there like Steve Sarkeesian. You yeah. know, he's a he's an excellent football player, obviously yeah. excellent football coach, and excellent um, baseball player. Um, and there was just that group of guys like Josh Bendick, you know, Josh, yeah, Josh and Dave yeah. Marsden, yeah. and all these guys. And they and Harry coached them for a year, and then I kind of came in as a sophomore, and um, I was able to build a legacy, yeah. not knowing it at the time. But by being taken care of and seeing and being around this this kind of this culture of of ball players, you yeah. know, oh that guy's a baseball rat, for sure, you know that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I agree. That kind of that kind of culture, and then also being the youngest of four boys was I, I was always looking for that little brother. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I was always taken care of, so I could always be a good player, but I wasn't a jerk. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, it, especially if I felt like they could help us win some ball yeah, games. Absolutely. You know. Um, and, and, and being around that, uh, you know, and, and then that circling over to, you know, also into my friend group, of course, where I'm going to hang out with people that we have, we have, you know, mutual feelings about certain things. And, and that's how kind of our, our whole, you know, my friend group is as well, yeah. you know? Um, and that's, that's, that's a life, you know, that's a, that's a lifetime of baseball in itself. And I haven't even, you know, started after high school. You yeah. Know? So again, extremely fortunate and at West high, um, Coach Jenkins, and and, uh, and I'll go through this whole path of what these coaches taught me. He really taught me how to win. He was an incredible motivator. Um, and uh, he really, really taught us how to win, yeah. how to win. Um, and it, it was, it, I'll never forget it, man, because we did win there. And he expect, we expected to win. And um, how we did it, or I'm not going to say it was great. <laughs> it, was, it was all, you know, totally... Uh, you know, very sportsmanlike, but yeah. you know what? It was how the time was and how we expected. Yeah, it was when. different times back it. then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I always look back on that, and I'm, I'm very, very proud of of the time I spent there. And and, and then it, it and then the other things came around. Um, you know, as far as I was concerned, I expected myself to be an a, an all CIF player for two years. I expected myself to be an all area player, daily breeze player of the year, my junior year. Um, it, that year before that season, I got 51 hits in that season. Jeez. And I, I wanted, my goal was 50 hits that year. Yeah. And and I just really expect, and it's funny how that mindset was when you're younger and it really grows and manifests into something real, yeah. but you're not realizing it's going on. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, you're kind of, it's going through this and I'm sure you know the feeling, you're a yeah. great player yourself. Yeah. Just like most guys on this podcast ha are, have been. Um, but as we went on and then, I thought I would, but you see, this all comes with other things too. I didn't, I didn't necessarily take school real seriously. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's <laughs> I, a I was, refrain. I was an idiot. I, I was pretty much, a, you know, there's some other uh, extracurricular activities that I was very much involved in that I probably, you know, I, I probably could have got better grades if I wasn't, Yeah. you know? Um, but, you know, we all go through that and the price I had to pay was, I come back. I, I I went to junior college. Yeah. I mean, I would like to have gone to Florida for four years. That'd be yeah, cool. for sure. Right. But yeah. at the same time, um, 
I could remember, this was a reality check for me. And again, bless my parents for, for actually letting me fail through this. Yeah. I think that happens a lot. I think a lot of parents will jump in and try to live their life with it. My parents, whether they knew it or not, they really let me fail in these. And, and, and for looking back, thinking, man, that's, that's impressive. You know, yeah. it's just, I, I bless their heart for that. Yeah. Um, but I could remember that and I was like tripping out. I go to the area code games, okay? And that summer, you know, right before our senior yep. year, I, I did okay. I mean, I thought I did all right. And I'd had a great junior year. And I'd go through what you would call that circuit nowadays. Yep. With, you know, you go through all that the shit. travel ball stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but then it was like area codes. It was like the only thing, yeah. you know? And did real well. I come back and on our answering machine, you know, our voicemail answering machine, there's like 60 calls on there. I mean, the, oh it maxed gosh. out how many yeah. calls were on from schools all over the country. They wanted to talk to me. They want me to send transcripts. They want me to do all this. I'm like, damn, I didn't do very good. But I showed okay. I showed yeah. some tools, you know. Sure enough, uh, you know, I sent, I remember by the end of all that, by the end, by, by, by the time I sent all these in, I couldn't get into any school. Um, one school that was very hard, uh, very, very uh, aggressive as far as recruiting me was Texas Tech. And that was one, that was where I was like, maybe, but I yeah. was going to JUCO. Dude. Yeah. I couldn't get in any school. So that was kind of a, that, that was a, that was a, um, that was, that was a time when I'm going, but at the time it wasn't that big of a deal no, going I to agree. JC. I agree. Like we talked about before yeah. and you've heard before, like, Dude, if you were good, that's where you went. That's where you went. You went to LA Harbor College in yeah. our small little JC in Wilmington, you know, that um, had produced players. I was a third generation player there. Yeah. You know, my brother Donnie had played there in a scholarship. My brother uh, Coco had played there. He was there at the time and, yeah. and he ended up going on playing Chico State. But you see, and, and, and that's what's so funny about it is that it wasn't a big deal. You know, it's like JC. And, and for me, academically, and, and we'll get into that later. Um, you know, some things for me academically, it was it was right up my alley. I couldn't have gone on to school. I, and you know what? I wanted to sign. I, I I got drafted by Seattle. I I was like, oh God, I want to sign. You know, it's like, dude, I wouldn't have. I would have. I would have been released. I would never have been the player person or player I would have ever been if I would have signed out of high school or went to a big school out of high school. Yeah. No way. Um, I needed JC. I, I probably needed LA Harbor more than they needed me. I the feel the exact same way. You know? yeah. And um, there, I was I was fortunate enough to be around Jim O'Brien, who taught me more than anything the, the X's and O's out of anything in baseball. This, this, the, the little things that matter. Tony Bloomfield was extremely um, extremely instrumental in teaching me how to play the game. Yeah. It wasn't. I didn't have a choice. I had to learn how to play hard. When I was a high school, I was that jerk that would hit balls on the prospect in Redonda. Yeah. It, and I wasn't moving till it landed, <laughs> you know, I, and, and I played, I could tell you a funny story. I mean, I Please. was at El Segundo before this is classic. I was at, we were at El Segundo, you know, you wait in the stands before a game. We're yep. playing them at night. I don't know, JV's playing, or maybe it's an El Segundo tournament game we're playing. Yeah. There. And one of their coaches at El Segundo, plus his heart, guy was cool, you know, but I was sitting there with a huge dip in my mouth, Copenhagen, right? And I'm like 16 for God's yeah. sakes. And and he's like, and he looks at me, he, he goes, man, he goes, man, you know, why you gotta be sitting in up here with a with a huge dip in your mouth? And I look at him and I stop, I look at him, I go, because I can, and just spit a huge wad of tobacco all over the seat in front of me. Oh my. <laughs> 
I mean, poor guy. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, if a kid did that to me, I'd strangle. I no, I wouldn't. But but you see, and those are things that I remember this guy told me this. And I was I was actually, he told me the story and I, he jarred my mind. And I remembered the story. And dude, I was I was just totally embarrassed of myself. And I, yeah. I even apologized. I go, you know what? I'm so sorry for disrespecting you. That was so bad. I was an idiot at that time. Um, not to say I'm not still a moron sometimes. But I we go, all are. Yeah, but, you know, it's just it was making me laugh. So I thought that was a that was a real interesting story, kind of who I was, who I thought I was. Yeah. Um, but again, that came from I was this macho you know hey i'm i'm a ball player I'm, youngest brother that was me i was trying the youngest to keep up. Yep. I, and and all really honestly all i ever wanted to do was be better than my brothers yeah all three of them yeah. dave donnie coke i mean just want to be better than them and yeah. that was it because i was i would always have to fight for everything i had and yeah. i always i was always looking for someone to come on my side yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying and that that worked to my advantage that that helped me in my career that helped me be the player that I was, yeah, and and that's why I, I I love it. That's who I am today, and I love this game more than anything on on this earth, yeah. Except my kids, obviously, yeah. but at the same time, it's like, it, it's just it's really kind of crazy how how this kind of love relationship with this game and 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 how people don't accept. It. I accept it. It's me. I mean, you may as well put red stitches in my head <laughs> you know i mean really that's who i am yeah i'm a baseball guy yeah you know that's me so um moving on and, and like i was getting back to la harbor tony bloomfield really taught me how to play the game the right way run hard run first um not be a jerk you run on the field you work your butt off in order to be good i, I learned this stuff where um it had to get learned it yeah. did all my brothers knew it. They'd rag my ass. And I was just, they'd tell you'd hear them in the stand, run after I'd hit a home run, I'd be yelling at me, run. Wow. I'd be like, dude, and I didn't care. I thought, oh, dude, I'm the best player in the world. So it was funny. Got there, did really good, and ended up, ended up learning how to play the game the right way, which is um, playing. I, I look at it this way. Guys, when they say, oh, what defines playing hard? I said, playing like your life depends on it. Playing like a guy sits sit is sitting outside that gate with a 45 saying if you don't run every ball out here and you don't run off <laughs> you don't play this game as hard as you possibly can i'm gonna blow your head off. yeah and that's really how i took it yeah. and um it showed by the way i played um and it was a relentless pursuit and in your face style of play that um you know i i really i really exhibited as a player and i i, I really kind of kind of try to help our players now the guys yeah. I coach now learn yeah. that kind of way to play um, because it stands out too I think yeah, more than sure. anything like things especially now out. right yeah well and then we get on to going to Florida you know it was the same thing you know play do really well at JC and then I, I'm lucky enough to earn a scholarship to play for the for the man that that was the old Maricosta coach I yeah. mean in 1982 one, I got home videos of Andy Lopez walking across the video, oh, wow. like coaching against my brothers. Oh, as a matter gosh, of fact, that's I mean, crazy. it's so crazy how this goes full circle. You know, that he coached against my brothers, and I don't know if he would ever remember this, but even my brother Donnie's like, Yeah, I went down to Dominguez, he had us down on campus at a high school. Um, and my brother's like, <laughs> And you know, Lopes and his Dominguez stories, like, Yeah, at the time, he's like, And Donnie's like, Well, I kind of wanted to go to Harvard rather than going over there, yeah. <laughs> and it turned out because he went and played at UCI, but yeah. at the same time, it was just kind of funny and how everything kind of came full circle yeah and then um and how everything kind of worked out um and andy lopez really becoming um everything that i ever wanted 
in a, in a coach or, or really, really teaching me how to be a man Yeah, more than anything. I would agree. I was dying. I, I needed to get out of, get out of Southern California. I needed to be challenged to go to Gainesville. I, I needed this. And what it did was it pulled something out of me that, that I couldn't believe, um, really could get out. I mean, that was, that was the numbers that I put up there and I knew it, but it, it was just something that. I, I wasn't sure, you know, you weren't sure how attainable it was, but it was no, there. I know that. I remember that feeling going down there. It's a crazy feeling, you know, and, and then when you when you suit up against the University of Miami, the schools you see on prime ticket going, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm playing in Coral Gables right yeah. now. Oh, my God, I can't believe freaking there's, you know, we're playing in Tallahassee. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and it wasn't a matter of being in all the people, but you real, soon realize, just like when you're on the mound, you strike out a dude from, from the Seminoles, and you're like, you're like, dude, that guy wasn't that very good. Yeah, you know. I go up there, I go, dude, I was watching this guy pitch in Omaha a year ago when I was in Juco, and I'm like, dude, this guy kind of stinks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of crazy. But so that was that was really that was the best thing that ever happened to me. What really along the way, along this path to everything, playing baseball these years, um, that was really a, a thing that that coach Lopez really taught me how to, how to be a man. I, I was so fortunate to be around him. So you see this common kind of thing. I, I mean, I'm around again, these balls era guys yep. that are teaching. It's unbelievable. And then also too, going back even to when I was in, I'm kind of all over the place, but it might happen like that. It's kind That's of me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's kind of going back. I was like, I knew how to hit when I was, my brother Donnie would come. He was a division one player. He you know they were working on things there that people work on you know i knew that i had to separate and i had my, my elbow go on my slot and you know i'd be moving he was always like really into tony gwen and my brother donnie was and he would actually take the time we'd set up a a blanket in the backyard a blanket not a net yeah <laughs> a fucking blanket <laughs> okay and i swear and he'd flip me balls back then and be like all right do you get your stride like please like just put your elbow in your slide through your knob of the ball you yeah. know all that stuff yeah. turn your back and i was really taken to it and it really created my swing i, I thank my brother more than anybody uh, donnie for really he took the time to do that you know he could have been doing other things he could have been down yeah. here hanging out and he's yeah. a college kid but it was the summertime and he was he was back from a lie because he had played in alaska and he you know it was just crazy but um that was really and then it kind of matured into being my own hit i think i think as we went along i didn't really have many people there's more support more than instruction yeah nowadays a lot of kids the instruction first then the support um but you know again totally freaking lucky i yeah. mean gosh could you imagine how could i fail how could i stink no that's that's helpful for sure <laughs> i mean, I mean and then all these great the coaches time. around me i got a guy i got a guy in jenkins that's going to help teach me how to win oh cool i got a guy in coach bloomfield and jim o'brien they're going to teach me how to play the game the right way then i got this guy that i'm going to go to this big school he's going to teach me how to be a man it's like damn yeah that's that's very fortunate i was very fortunate and had a great career over there at florida I yeah mean, it was I'd it was a so. lot of fun yeah. yeah it was a lot of fun and um i probably you know as you know gainesville i mean that's a great town it was great a great college of fun. town yeah. wow um we had a lot of fun there yeah. i'm sure you did too, I did too. <laughs> well you had a great career there man you, yep. you're crazy there hey dude i was just driving to to keep up with you i mean you paved the way and you allowed yeah. us to get there oh remember yeah that's right you yeah. were like right there right yeah, after it was right after and, and guess what if you would have not done well i'm not going to florida they're like we're not taking a harbor guy again well it's not the truth yeah, i mean it's truth. um it's crazy and i i can remember that i remember your mom sitting in the stands at harbor and i was at a game it was like i was home for something i don't yeah. know if it was a winter game or something you were 
they were talking to you about going to Florida. Yeah, that's right. And your mom was like, your mom's awesome, by the way. Not best lady in the world. And she's like, and she's like, well, what do you, I'm like, really, honestly, I gave her my experience. I said, it's changed my life. It's it's been life changing, not just by, by leaving a, and by be the, the man I got to play for. You know, I said, that's, that's one thing that I go, he's in good hands. I really, and then you went over there and dominated. It was was great. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, a lot of the feelings you talk about with coach Lopez, I have the exact same feelings. Exactly. Just the, the things he was able to bring out in me that, you know, you just don't realize is in you until it happens. And you're like, wow. Yeah. And it becomes the I can do this thing, and then as soon as that happens, you're you're rolling. Yeah, and it's like that. It's like coaching. I mean, why why do we coach? I mean, that's for yeah. me. That's a definite reason why we coach sure. to, to impact kids the way we were impacted by our coaches. A thousand percent. You know, I agree. And getting back to you know, and then you start your pro career. You know, and that's a whole nother ball of wine. But let's keep talking about Florida. No, I'm just yeah. joking. <laughs> that was a lot of fun, dude. But um, did a lot of things there, and uh, we got to play in the College World Series in 1998. That was surreal. Um, really got to um you know i i got to got to got to do something that i think my family always wanted to do my mom my dad my brothers you know they got to kind of vicariously live through me yeah and and, and that was really cool I, that's what i wanted you yeah. know um before we jump to pro ball yeah. can you please tell me the story of how did you get to omaha i know the story but i think it's <laughs> such a great one and it who was classic. all there and you know i just think like this is stuff. These oh, are great stories. People need to hear. Oh yeah. Well, well that's what I do. I tell stories. I'm a storyteller, yeah. brother. I, I am, and and I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Well, we're playing. It's, it's crazy in that South One Regional. We because the year before we got knocked out by ASU, or we lost in down in Coral Gables, like okay. ASU or something. Yeah. And we we're in like the quarterfinals or something. We were good. We were running as good. 98. We were loaded. Yep. Loaded. Won the Southeastern Conference outright. Um, had, had a big year. It was cool. Uh, we were fun though. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, was I kind know. of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, at times that was kind of you know we we like to have our fun, but we like to kick ass too. Yeah. So at the same time, um, I remember we got in. We we played um a team in the first round. Kind of struggled in the first game. Had had kind of beat them down. Kind of a beat up game. We win the game. That's the first game of the regional. South yeah. one regional, nineteen ninety eight. Then we end up playing Baylor. And Baylor's loaded, dude. Yeah. And they they throw Kip Wells. Yeah. Who Kip Wells is the first Long-time round pick in the big yeah, leagues. Yeah. Um, dude just shoved it up our butt, dude. Yeah. I mean, just blew it. And we were like, holy cow. Yeah. Um, and they were lo- they had a great team. I remember when my ex teammates John Topolsky was their center fielder. I mean, all these dudes. The, uh, Charlie Carter played first. These are all guys that played a long time in minor leagues, but they were yeah. excellent college players, excellent ball players all together, people all together. That I ended up meeting down the road playing pro ball. But um, anyway, so we got to come out of loser's bracket. Yeah, which is brutal. So we come back the next day and we got to play the old Richmond Spiders, who we eliminated the year before. We eliminate them again. So it's kind of like, dude. And I had been struggling with the bat against the first team. I, I'm sorry, whoever, I don't mean to disrespect him, but I forget who we played the first yeah. game. But then, then against Baylor, Kip Wells just cut me up. And it was one of those things where I was struggling, dude. I don't think. So, and then the spiders came around. I started hitting again. I mean, started feeling, I mean, really getting in the zone. I mean, locked in, dude. Yeah. Um, have a big game against them. Then we play Wake Forest, okay, that night. Because you got to play in the day, yep. you got to play at night. Sure as heck, uh, we uh, we play them. I'll, I'll never forget it. We were down. We didn't have, we still didn't have any arms. And um, we, we, lo- we were, we were, losing or we we went up a bunch and then we gave up a big lead 
And I remember, like, Josh Fogg was our closer at the time. Yeah. Josh, yeah. longtime major leaguer with Pirates yeah. in Colorado. And Foggy came in. It was like the first or it was like the first inning or second inning. Threw to like the eighth. Oh my god! This gosh. is our closer. Yeah, who'd probably thrown you, before. This yeah, weekend. I mean, yeah. and this dude. I mean, he was he was our best arm out of the pen. I mean, he was he was our closer. But man, he he threw in like the eighth, and he really ran out of gas. And we ended up chipping away. We win that game. I mean, just a beat up. I mean, God, dude, that was a tough game. Um, but we ended up winning high numbers. You know, it's minus five days. So I think we won like I can't remember the score. Gosh, I should have looked. 12 to 10 or okay. some of those yeah, things. Yeah. But sure as enough, we're going, do we want to play Baylor again? But, you know, in the back of my in the back of my mind, I'm going, God damn, Baylor's pretty good, man. Those yeah. guys are tough. Frickin' Illinois bites him. No, no, no. Illinois bites him in the ass. They had, Baylor lost their opening game. Oh, okay. That's why they were playing us <laughs> out it, of nowhere. Got it, got it. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't, I no, no worries. Yeah, yeah. And so University of Illinois gets into the final, and we're like, holy cow, we're playing Illinois. Now, mind you, these are a bunch of tough dudes. Yeah. I mean, the, every guy's like... Grinders. Yeah, but you look at the numbers, they're all identical. Every guy's got like two ERA. Every guy's got a few wins. Every guy's hitting above 300, but not a bunch of jacks. And we had a lineup where every guy in our lineup had over 10 jacks that year. I mean, it was crazy yeah. lineup. And so we play them, and uh, we're down... God, we're down by a run, and, and like the night came about ready to lose to Illinois. They're going to Omaha, you know? We somehow tie it up. We tied it up because I'll never forget. I think Josh Canales comes off the bench, hits a triple. Oh wow! Carson kid, Carson. Yes, school, no, that was Josh. my that was my host for my University of Florida. There you go. Trip. Awesome dude. Yeah, I mean, he just, really is. He's just fantastic. A beautiful man. Uh, he's awesome. I think can't hit. And we're going nuts. Yeah. We end up getting that run. We tie the game, and then um, and I think we go one two. We get them. They we get out, and then we go the next inning and. Some it got to base or it got to I don't remember how this happened. Somebody got it, you know, guys got on some walks and there was I think it was one out, so it was cool. And um we had runners on and it was a smart move to do. They had runners on second and third. Yep. They walked the guy in front of me. And uh I'll never forget this is cool. And I'm going and I'd been on fire, dude. I mean, I just missed going yard the, the time before and I think I had three hits or something in that game. And I, I had no doubt in my mind. I, I mean, I was going to get it done. And uh, I'm sitting there and everyone, you know, going, the tension's brewing. I got mom and dad up there, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, it was just called Jay Ullman's Jay there. Ullman, like yeah. there. <laughs> like a, a childhood friend, you yeah, know. Yeah, University of Tulane uh, well, Yeah, he's now. at Tulane now. Very, very, very successful coach. Awesome. Awesome, dude. I mean, we're going nuts. And, and I, the, it's all brewing. And uh, I'm about ready to walk up. And Coach Lopez never says a word to me ever before I hit, you know, never says anything. Uh, he goes, hey, Nick. You know, hey, Nick come here and i'm like hey i got it i go nick come here i go hey i'll get there he goes get your you know it's yeah. like, get your butt over here i want to coach you one time here and it was great and i go okay stop there so yeah. i walked over there and I'm, I'm dead in the eye i was looking right in the eye uh he goes hey get a pitch up you know this guy's got a pretty good chance of telling me kind of letting me know really good reminders and stuff i knew in my heart of hearts that i was locked in but i don't blame him for being yeah, a coach of course, there yeah great no don't get too anxious because i was one to get a little anxious and i said just really look for your pitch there was no way this guy was getting me out though yeah and he goes and get it up and go and i go coach i just stopped and i swear and this kind of i go coach huh, dude i can't lose i cannot lose 
turned around, second pitch I saw, I hit it in the left center, game was over. Yeah. <laughs> and I was mobbing. Yeah. And I'll never forget it. And, and I, I look back on that, and really, and that was an internal thing where really I could not, I, I there was no way I was getting out. As good as the arm was, the other closure, it didn't matter if Roger Clemens, I was not going to get out and, yeah. and blow this. And it was an interesting feeling during that game, having that feeling of elimination, them taking the college game, you know, just kind of, and it all went back to all the all the things I, I worked on my mentally. I got my breath. I, I worked a lot of things when we were at Harvard. We worked on. It's so funny how it all came full circle. Yeah, to that moment. And this is even funnier. What five years before that? Four years before that? I'm playing the CIF finals, in the same situation. CIF finals in high school with yeah. West High. Same situation. Guy hangs me a breaking ball, hit it to left center. Same thing. Guy caught it. Oh. Diving catch, they win. Oh god! Same situation <laughs> this time. Hit in left center, kind of got the thing. So I, we were going to Omaha. Going to was, Omaha. Yeah. That was cool. When like Coach Lopez told me, you know, there were times when I wanted to leave when I first got there, and it was like he's like, dude, don't worry. Hey, when we're we'll be laughing, we'll be you know when we're talking to you on you know on that plane trip to Omaha, we'll be talking about this time laughing. Yeah, sure as shit we were. Yeah, that's outstanding. That's <laughs> so outstanding. So that was really cool. And you see, those are all the legendary things. And, yeah. And people talk about yeah, you know, you you and and it's been 20 years since. So there's been some things on Instagram about hitting for the cycle twice in, yeah. in, in a week and I said the coolest part about that was one of the games I had for a cycle against Georgia my, my bro, coke was there with my mom it's like senior week or whatever. yeah that was that was that was a thrill and then against Kentucky it was really cool um well actually well gosh I swear man my age is getting to me it, I didn't hit for the cycle. I almost did. That was the third week. I should have done it three weeks in a row. Oh my god! But I didn't oh get. God. I didn't get a knock against Georgia, and they were there. I needed one hit, a, a single. Oh wow! And people were like, "Oh my god, he's gonna do it three times in a row!" And I, I, I rolled, rolled over, over to second yeah, base. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of crazy. But you know, those stories, that Florida thing, ended up. We, we, we lose to SC, and, and you know, go two and Q. We're number one team in the nation. Really, kind of a letdown um, going to the World Series. But at the same time, the experience was excellent, and we are still great friends with a lot of guys on that team. And obviously, Coach Lopez, a mentor of mine, and and I, I really respect him. And and um, just that that whole experience of living that is so surreal and again fortunate yeah again having being able to handle that all went back to being a ball player yeah you know, i was no, i agree i was i was really lucky <laughs> you know? i know it's crazy and it, it almost feels like i don't know how it feels like for you but it almost feels like a different life completely like, like going back like thinking about being in gainesville and being a you know, even pro ball too it's like God, Same so thing. long ago and <laughs> starting yeah. to feel like a different life but it, it feels like just yesterday yeah you know i even when i it was funny we went back there and we had we had a thing for that team the 98 oh, nice. team and we went back there and i was fortunate to bring my kids and all that and uh it was it was bizarre was the smell the you, you know yeah. the place smelled different yeah you know just just, just the things that the came air out. The, the air the heavy just, air yeah it was weird and you go down unfortunately they're getting rid of that stadium i guess i know they i'm are. like damn dude that's it mckeith and i know i loved blast. it too and you know i mean you you understood the fans there and the fan yeah. base and, and just um how that's the only show in town you're you're playing in front of a lot of people and and like I said, anyone that has an opportunity to play in the Southeastern Conference, I don't see how they wouldn't want to do that. Agreed. Um, if they don't want to, they're scared. <laughs> you know, they're scared, mm -hmm. man. You, and, and I always want to play against the best. And yep. we had the opportunity to do that, and you did too. And you used to cut me up at Harbor and inner squads all the time. 
Remember that? I, I, I kept that ball? bat, by the way. That's, oh my that, God. Should, that should say it all, man. I, you know, it's your probably your first at bat. Yeah. <laughs> in the winter, oh, before spring training, I yeah. throw a sinker on your hands, and you know, it barely cracks your bat, and I kept Blew it. And I'm like, up. oh, it's Dean's bat, and I broke it. I'm keeping it. Remember that? And I was like, I was like, I had all these things. I, dude, we come back. Remember, I come back from Venezuela, and I had yeah. all those. I just leave them. Yeah, that was the yeah, best. it was fantastic. Oh, man. the best part was all the balls. Yeah, oh remember, yeah. I cut every game. 106, 152 in the minors. 144. Season. Is it 144? 144. Okay. Yeah. So you're talking. I got at least 144 games yeah. there. Throw a couple of my helmet every yep. night. Go over there, come home. Got to have them to hit, and I'd leave them at harbor every yeah, year. Yeah, I know. It was <laughs> that huge, was man. Awesome. This Saved guys. us. You guys are so cool, though. I mean that was so much fun, and you yeah. guys were a lot of fun. I mean, to have see to to have that that was what was so important. Like like the, again, there's that tribal living. We all kind of chew the same dirt. We yeah. all kind of understand it. We're all yep. like friends for it. We spoke a language. Still, it it really is that people probably would look at look look on it and be like, oh, what, what the hell's up with these guys? Like, but it's it's a it's a special group. Yeah, it is. I agree. It's a special group. Hey, University of Illinois, right there. See that? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> We're down on the Esplanade in Redondo, people walking by. So you might hear some motorcycles, some, some uh, light fun. chatter going by. But yeah, that was class. guy was wearing an Illinois visor. <laughs> Sorry about your luck in 98, Yeah, dude. exactly. I don't think they've come close to coming, going home no, on since. Poor guy. I got it, man. That was crazy. Uh, so. All right, so take me into Pro Bowl. Oh, goodness. Um, well, yeah, and then we, uh, fortunately, after we come back from College World Series, get drafted, go to Houston. And uh, go to the New York Penn League. Yeah. Like we talked about everything. Every guy on the stand did some did a tour in the Penn League. And at this point, um, I, I really, this is what was interesting about me. I was fine in my career. Yeah. If I didn't get drafted, I was fine. I was going to go coach. I, I was going to, you know, become what I wanted to become, this big college baseball coach or, yeah. you know, whatever. And I wanted to do that. But I got drafted. I'm like, sweet. It's all. And I think that's kind of. I wish I would have had a better attitude than that. I wish I would have been like, okay, I, I'm expecting to go to the big leagues. Like I expected to play That's at Florida. Yeah, it was crazy. Like I expected to be the best in high school. Like I expected to play at University of Florida. Even though I went to JUCO and I had to go do go through that different path, I knew I was going to be where I, where I wanted to end up. Yeah. I just knew it. And I expected it. So um it, it, that is really interesting thing but when i got to pro ball i was kind of like okay i'm here I'm, I'm i'm just happy to be here yeah and even then I, and i had a great season you know I, yeah no, I, you had I, a lot of great seasons I had a lot, you know i went to the pen did really well and um and we went it was funny too i think the most thing i'm proud of is out of those 12 years i played professional baseball i went to the postseason 10 times that's that's awesome it was it was awesome so yeah. i was very fortunate in that respect um, and so we went to the Penn League, did well, went to Instructional League the next year, um, which I kind of got a taste of spring training. And believe me, me being me and, and what I grew up in, this is me. Like, yeah. like I'm baseball all day. Pro ball's right up my alley, yeah. you know? Yep. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the ballpark at 2 and I'm going to sleep. I'm going to go to sleep at 2 a.m. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, yeah. it was like, it was my life. It really was my life. It's who I was. And, um, I think that uh, the next and then the next year went back with Houston and it was funny. Got an injury, I was having a great year. Played in the All Star game, Midwest League. Yep, played in the Midwest yep. League, Battle Creek, Michigan. Yeah, Battle Creek, Michigan. Excellent. Yeah. And we had some hell of a teams, man. Um, I just remember that first year in Auburn. Got our first three arms or Royals. Well, Johan Santana. Oh yeah, he was before with he got Rule yeah. Five. Yeah. And Tim Redding, who pitched in the big oh, leagues. Oh yeah, he was oh, really man. good too. And, and it's funny, we are like 
we're like in our early 20s I and mean, we, we had a we had a hell of a team I and mean, we had guys um a bunch of guys on that club Gantt piece oh yeah you know, yeah Gantt, Gantt, just right uh morgan ensberg yeah. guy. i mean these guys we were loaded and it was really like a college all-star team with some guys from extended like johan and roy so we won the pen league that year yeah obviously it was killer yeah it was sweet and then um the next year we went to battle creek and there was some then some guys started getting mixed in some guys were going to high a you know and i was still i wasn't a high pick i was like 16th rent senior sign so i wasn't going to necessarily go to the Kissimmee club which most guys did yeah. so i kind of got sent to that team in battle creek michigan which was still good we were still good we were going to the playoffs um but um in peoria illinois colin porter's playing colin porter great dude center fielder um he's playing center field and i'm playing i believe i'm playing right i'm running running do or die playing right center we collide my knee sticks in the ground and his knee hits mine the doctor said my knee basically exploded oh my god <laughs> so it exploded i have blow out my knee i go to fly to houston get surgery i actually this is the kind of baseball guy i am they said okay you have a choice you can go home and rehab or you can go to Battle Creek and rehab with the trainer there. I go. I already know what the answer is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna hang out, be a great teammate. It was fun. We had a good time. Um, I, I had a nice place. I was staying with a great host family in Michigan. I mean, it was killer. So rehab all that whole winter on my knee, and it was just a pain in the butt. And I was bummed because I'd been I'd played in the All Star game that year in the Midwest League, and it was a lot of fun. I felt like I was moving in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And then I got my mobility back, and then sure enough, we go to spring training the next year. And then out of that camp, I go back to Michigan. I'm like, damn, dude, I'm going back to Battle Creek. Whatever, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my thing, and then we go. It was fortunate enough though too because we had a great club. And um, we won the Midwest League that year, the following year. It was great. Beautiful. And I had a great year. Um, that was year, yeah, I think I finished like second second or third in the batting title. Albert Pujols won it. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, so I was like second or third to that. You look at 19, I guess it was 2000 Midwest League. And a little blurp of a name is like right under him. You yeah, know? that's pretty it was cool. cool. Yeah. But, you know, these are all little things that, I, you know, I'm very proud of my career. You know, it's not so much the part of the journey of i didn't make it to big leagues it's just more so the journey of getting through it yeah. which is which is brilliant and still living yeah yeah no i know it's it's rough living man yeah it's crazy so um you know and, and honestly this gosh i haven't talked about this in ages this is great so um and then the next year the winter comes around all these guys get plucked off in the rule five draft johan goes to minnesota aaron miles went to uh oh, yeah Aaron Miles. He went Colorado? to Colorado? No, he went to White Sox. Okay. But he ended up making the big leagues and other guy. Okay. But um he, he ended up going there and a few other guys ended up. I think a few other dudes got picked up and I got nabbed in that thing too. Oh, too. Yeah. In the minor minor league phase of it. So I'm going to Detroit, okay? And when I get to Detroit, um, it was interesting. Again, right up my alley. This yeah. is a baseball. I mean, their fields are called Ty Cobb Field, and yeah. Geringer Field, and K-Line Field, and total baseball. It's old school. Yeah. Houston was a little different. They were more on the line of, uh, I mean, we conditioned a lot. Yeah. They weren't really, they were kind of into a new age kind of guy. They, they, you know. With with Detroit, when I got there, it was like, dude, we were like tobacco school. chewing. Yeah. You know, yeah. they they promoted us to hang out in the clubhouse after practice, after workouts, and chat and chill out. Yeah. It was killer. We were around Hall of Famers, Willie Horton, uh, you know, uh, yeah, Willie Horton, uh, freaking uh, Al Kaline, you know. Like yeah, I, I mean, said, that's amazing. Oh God, Bill Freehand was our catching instructor. I mean, just dudes, and I'm just like, God, I love this. Yeah. Not to say Houston wasn't like it, 
But they weren't like Houston had their guys around, but it wasn't like they were celebrated like they were with Detroit. Mm -hmm. And I really fit in there. And then I had a really good spring. Um, then I get sent to the um, to Lakeland, Florida State yep. League. I'm like going, dang, dude. And I struggled in that league. But as we know, it, we had a really good camp. I had a really good camp so that when there was a chance to go up to double A, um, they called me up there. I went up to Erie to, with a great club. Um, and we we had gone to the playoffs again that year. I think they kind of tapped out their their re how good they were, yeah. <laughs> like in the first half because they had won like I don't know eighty games in the first half or something. You probably brought some guys up to, to Toledo. Yeah, and, yeah, it yeah. was crazy. It was insane. But um, you know, ended up that got that first taste of Double A baseball, which was really cool. And I was kind of a kind of a role player on that team, but did real well. I mean, real well. And I was kind of irked that I didn't get more playing time. And and I, I could honestly say. I never bitched about, you know, again, yeah. I'm just happy to be there. Yeah. Which, uh, looking back on it, I'm going, man, I should have been a little bit more pushy with this stuff, like I saw other guys do. Yeah. You know, because, um, you know, maybe I, that part of it, maybe that was taken for granted, and, and I didn't expect to play in the big leagues. Maybe they saw that, you know? Yeah. Um, so I go to our, our field coordinator at the end of the season, and I'm like, hey, man, I, you know, I hit 337 here, limited number of bats. I'm coming off the bench getting all these things. You can't get me more at bats. Shit, I should have stayed with Houston. I would have been double A by now, I think, yeah. you know, which I don't know, you know, but probably though. Yeah. So he goes, yeah, okay. You know, kind of blows me off and he goes, what do you got, buddy? You mind if I take a video there? Truck? That's it. It's not a truck. It's a van, but it's that's van, it. That's yeah. his. You can take a video if you don't mind being over there. That's fine. Yeah, We're I mean, in the middle of doing right something here. right yeah. now. Thanks, okay, buddy. We in the family we drive VWs in Mexico. Oh, killer, oh beautiful. Man. Yeah, there you go. See you, Dennis. Okay, from here, right? Yeah, that's fine. Over there's perfect. Yeah. Outstanding. Hey, hey man, dude, this Come thing's right a up. magnet. I'll tell you. <laughs> this thing is bitching. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, darn, I could have used this like in those off seasons. When I know, bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you Single imagine you in a van? <laughs> you would have been scary, dude. It's probably for the better. I know. It was great. But, anyways, go back to that. It was funny. And then with Detroit. I, I asked him, then he comes back to me that fall, that winter, right? I'm just sitting in Arizona because my parents had a place in Ahwatukee. And um, and I think I was there because, oh, I, I I had offered it up to some of these guys that were in the fall league. Yeah. Sure enough, the guy calls me out of nowhere and says, hey, so-and-so got hurt in the Arizona fall league. Uh, you want to put your money where your mouth is? <laughs> you said you wanted at-bats, yeah. man. Go down there, big shit. Kind of like a challenge. Yeah. Kind of like, I said, yeah, I'll be down there today. So <laughs> I get in my car, drive out there. Um, take over for um, I think it was it was Jared Patterson or somebody um, somebody who had gotten hurt went down and just went off. Yeah, I mean like see I didn't played much that 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 season. So you were fresh. I was fresh, dude. Yeah, and that's I a big deal. Like it. Yeah, I mean yeah, really, sure. and and I'm not exaggerating. I don't remember what I, I think I hit like four bills. Literally oh, wow. like yeah. four or three. I remember even my buddy Mark Ellis who I played with at Florida. He was playing sure. He's like, dude, I haven't seen you get out once. It's like yeah. we were playing. I'm like, I know. I don't know what's up. But, dude, I'm just raking right yeah. now. And then that gets parlayed. The beauty about that is that puts you into prospect status. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm well on my I'm going, I'm back. You yeah. Know, I'm back. I'm getting well on my way. And then uh, I remember our pitching coach calls me in, Joe Baver, Baver the Saver, calls me in and says, hey, man, uh, you want to go make some money in Venezuela? I go, yeah, dude, yeah. giddy up right yeah. now. Anything. Like, yeah, I'm up for doing that. As soon as the season ends, fall league, I get on a I get on a ten hour flight to Caracas, Venezuela, where I land, and I mean, not more than five hours later, I'm in the batter's box against Omar Dahl, and there's like oh, wow. forty thousand yeah. people, freaking batteries are flying, and I'm like, oh my god, what just happened, dude? <laughs> I, I just got off a ten hour flight, dude. I'm yeah. like freaking beat down, right? 
So um, end up doing, you know, and then I end up sticking sticking it down there because I do really well. I mean, we went to the playoffs again. One that went to the Caribbean World Series. Yeah. Okay. It's just, and I'm like, oh my God, this is my big leagues yeah, right now. Yeah, exactly. Treated like it really is money. though. There's, it there's was. An energy. It, it was. There that's it was incredible. I could remember when we won the championship there and being at first base and looking at the the flood of fans coming over that center field wall. I'm like, dude, this is something out of like Chris Chambliss hitting a home run. The Yankees yeah. just <laughs> elbowing guys. Yeah. You had to like, I mean, your hat, your gloves were getting taken back. You're like, dude, you had to hustle into the clubhouse. Yeah. And um, I had a really, really big, great experience. Again, lucky enough to be around a guy like Phil Regan, Phil who's our manager. Yeah, I you telling oh that. man, he he's brilliant. Um, just a great dude. And um, the supporting cast of the players you play against in the team, I mean, and the arms you face. I mean, it, it couldn't have been any. And, and doing really well there, crazy. So I'm pretty much fresh. I go to spring training the next year, hit the ground running, dude. Yeah. I mean, I'm like two weeks removed from playing because we. Right after the Caribbean World Series, was like two weeks later. That's I was in right. Camp. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, feeling really good in camp, and um, sure enough, uh, I go back to Double A to start the year. I'm like, fine. Erie's a cool city. I know the place. I didn't play that much, you know, there in the first place. Have a great first month. Boom, go up to Triple A and have a great year in Triple A. I mean, excellent year. I, I don't remember what I did, but we played. Um, yeah. Went to the playoffs that yep. year, um, and it was a lot of fun. Opened up that new ballpark in Toledo. Um, and then, uh, and then I'd say at this point, this is when it all just came tumbling down. <laughs> it was weird. It was really weird. I had a great year. And then, um, I was supposed to go to Venezuela, went back there, played a few games and the country went on strike while I was there. Okay. And it just blew up. And then uh, I came back and then I, I, I really, and then I went to spring training, went to major league spring training. Everybody's talking about, Hey man, we're going to get to the big leagues. Yeah. Hey man, hey dude, hey, you know, last year you did pretty well, but I- I'm gonna get you to the show, man. I mean, we're gonna get that, we're gonna c- catch that ball out front here, and I'm gonna yeah. hit that ball. And you're like, see these dudes putting stamps on you almost, and you're like, going, wow, this is cool, you know. And then next thing you know, I'm all, I'm pretty, it's, it's, it's fucking, I'm, my swing sucks. I'm feeling weak. I'm feeling very confused. I, I, it was my own fault because I gotta be tougher and I gotta be able to handle this yeah. or instruction. I'm trying to make everybody happy. Yep. That's God. That's so huge. I, I had that same issue. Isn't it the same thing? Yeah. I mean, crazy. Right. And then you're, 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 you're just trying to, you know, and the next thing you know, I, I get sent down from camp and then I go to Toledo. I have a bad month. Boom. I'm back in double up. Yeah. Change of managers. And really, I never really recovered from that. Yeah. It was weird. I never really, I, I had some years and I had some good, good numbers, but it was never something to where I recovered that full prospect status. You got it, buddy. That full prospect status, you know, where it was like, damn dude, I could, I could really get a shot. And then, um, and then it turned into Detroit was really good to me. And if there, if I have any regret, two regrets, it's probably not expecting to play in the big leagues, which I should have expected. Um, but I wasn't good enough. And also, um, I, the year I, mean, I signed, I'm going to go ahead and disagree please. with that. Yeah, well, because I think you were good. <laughs> I, I, you know, again, we know how, <sighs> there's a saying that talent gets you to Double A and luck gets you to the big leagues, and there's yeah. a lot of truth to that. Dude, you were a major league hitter. You really yeah. were. Like, well, well, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, but, but keep going. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, no, I do, and and in some respect, I mean, really, you you you, there are things that get you. Like that's a great thing what you just said. It's like, yeah, yeah luck will get you to big and Triple A. You know, Double A, pretty good, but um. You know, it, it was weird because it was just bizarre. I, yeah. I just really was doing okay, but not great. Yeah. I didn't expect much from myself. I wasn't really, I loved the game, but I, I was I was really kind of getting antsy. I wasn't having that, 
you know, it was weird. Something wasn't, wasn't give me that shock and awe like I needed. I wasn't, my back wasn't up against the wall. I probably, in order to get, it was funny. Um, I probably needed to go to the big leagues to like get pushed, you know, yeah. and I wasn't there. And I don't think I, I really, I really had that back up against the wall. I was so used to always proving people wrong and so used to always wanting to prove people that, Hey, I can do this. You know, I, I'm going to do this, that there was nowhere else except the big leagues. I needed to get up there. Yeah. I felt like I might've needed to get up there and be like, okay, I'm going to do, I want any, my backup against the wall. I need to freaking, you know, and then succeed from there. But I was too emotionally immature. I, I was completely emotionally immature. I was, um, I was probably, uh, I was really into our pro game. I, I was really into it. Um, but that whole journey, I, I loved the friends I made. Mm-hmm. I, I love the fact of seeing guys playing the big leagues and retiring just total winners. And I still have friends that are su- extremely successful and, and they were extremely successful players like yourself and, and dudes like that. That was what it was all about. That was during, I never missed a day of playing. I yeah. mean, really I haven't, but I do miss this. Yeah. I miss hanging out. Like when we, even when we were at Harbor, I swear I felt like that t- Clubhouse like a triple A clubhouse. That was JC. It really was. It was it, fun. It was me, you, and Kenner yeah. just sitting around. <laughs> he was great, man. We were. I. I was not. I was out of control. But uh, we were all learning that. Yeah, year. we learned Gosh. a lot, and that was the beauty of it. That yeah. was the beauty of the whole time being there. Yeah. Um, and I think after the after when you know when I got done playing, when it was all said and done, I did go and play uh, indie ball. Which again, I kind of got thrown into a situation and I went off. I had yeah. a great like first month. I mean, really big numbers in my first year in indie ball after I couldn't get a job. Cause mind you, I had to go back to single. This is classic too. Yeah. Remember I told you after that year, uh, um, that one year, Detroit comes to me and says, hey man, um, can you come, do you, do you mind coming to camp to catch? I'm like, no, I don't mind. So I learned how to catch a few years. Yeah. It was pretty funny, but it was cool because there were guys like Pudge there. And, you know, it was cool. I got to learn that trade. Never caught in a game, but got to learn the trade. Yeah. Um, but then camp comes rolling around, you know, the end of camp. This is in 2000. Shit, what year was that? 2005. Okay. I've been playing since 98. I yeah. Like, it's hotter now. It feels good, though. Hey, dude, this is beautiful, by the way. I know, right? <laughs> it really is. Picked a great day. But anyways, 2005. And uh, they go, hey, listen, <laughs> we got a bunch of good players going to play on this Lakeland team. All right, we don't want to release you. You are a free agent. You're making pretty good money. Um, you know, free agent money's good. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. Killer. I was independently by myself. You know, with like I was married and I made kids. And they go, can, you, you, we can keep you here if you want to play in A ball again. I hadn't played in A ball for State League since 2000. This is five years later. Oh my gosh, right? yeah. So I go, yeah. Okay, and they, they brought another guy with me. This is a good friend of mine, Scott Tusa, another little oh, yeah, gritty. Yeah. Yeah, Scott, Scott. Little Scott. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, he was the best. And he was great. So he, he was with me, and he's like, yeah, we got all these good young players. We got this kid, Verlander, who's a first-round pick. He's not going to be on that team. And start going down all the line. And, and really, literally, I became this Crash Davis yeah. kind of guy. And it was classic it, because my buddy uh, lived down in Gainesville. I mean, lived in Tampa. I would literally drive from Tampa to Lakeland. I, and it was killer. Lived next door, Dwight Gooden. <laughs> Dr. K. I'm, I'm like, every morning I see him and his kids. Right? I'm like, Dr. K, <laughs> it was classic and my buddy god rest his soul he passed away uh you know a few years ago uh, todd johannes 
And yeah, I know. Oh man, I didn't uh, know that. Oh dude, and, and he was great. And uh, we lived together. He was just the you know he played pro ball a long time, yeah. and he also was a catcher at Florida yep. and all that. So um, we had a great time there. And this is how crazy it was. And my manager, another one of my greatest managers ever, was Mike Rojas. Okay. Just brilliant. Um, and Britt Burns was our pitching coach. I mean, just really guys were great staff oh amazing yeah we had a great team again went to the championship that year in florida state that was the year i faced yeah. you yep, yep. And you yep. Were i was about to say you guys were loaded yeah we, we had loaded. a great club that was yeah we we had lost verlander at the break and that was pretty much you it. lost uh virgil vasquez was yeah virg right? virg yeah. was the other yep. dude yep. yeah and he, he was, was another guy that yeah, went, went up to there. the big leagues yeah yeah but it was funny we saw guys on the back end of that and we we rolled teams it was crazy and um and that year i mean dude put it this way it was so cool, totally illegal, but this is how great Roe was and, and how much respect he had for guys that put their time in. It really taught me something too, especially as a coach and, and just a person. Dude, I drove to road games. I remember that. <laughs> me yeah. and Scotty would be like, all right, we'll see you there. Yeah, I remember that, man. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, because you, know, you drive over to Clearwater. Clearwater all the yeah. time. Get it, some chili over at that place. Yeah, that, and I remember the, the bus left, and I want to say you stayed, and we had dinner <laughs> that, that night. And I'm like, no, you, you can't stay. And oh, you're no, like, no, dude, I drive. drove. Yeah, yeah, great was that? Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, man. How was that in Clearwater? That was crazy. It was, uh, it was a great park. Yeah, that place big was league stadium. Well, yeah. it wasn't a great pitcher's park. Yeah, no, it was not a great pitcher's Jim park. Jim Tomey was there that time, remember? Was he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Was, he was rehabbing yeah. at yeah. that time. Yeah. That was cool. We had Cole at 1.2 Hamels. Oh, no way. And then they... They brought him up, and we were just a we were a shell of ourselves in the second. Well, half. yeah, Hamels was there. That's where I faced it. He was there. He was a youngster. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was tough. Oh dude. man, right. Oh my Change gosh. Change up and the. And he was like ninety seven, ninety six, ninety six, ninety seven at that yeah, time. Yeah. Great changeup. Yeah. Great changeup. Yeah. But you know, it's one of those things where it's funny how they they get better as pitchers. Yep. I I'd hit him pretty good because I I would, I would literally. And I'm fuck. I should hit him. I'm 30 years, you know, however yeah. old I am. He's a youngster, and I would really. I knew I was going to get a changeup. I'd sit on it and, and I just catch try it out front. Yeah, and just try. Actually, I think I hit a homer off him, and it was like. But he figured out, which was cool about it was, I never touched him again once he figured out. Hey, dude, I'm going to throw 96, 97. This veteran <laughs> showed up his ass. And here it goes. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you're, that's why you're cool, Hamels. I'm Derek Nichols. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty classic, yeah, but funny. he was a lot of fun. And, and again, facing guys, facing you. I mean. Gosh, yeah. the last time I faced you, you're blowing up my bat at LA Harbor College. You yeah, know, on the mound, and then you, and then you got me in that game. Breaking ball, she never thrown a breaking ball. Yeah, you're ball, right. Dude. You're right. That was crazy. Yep. Well, yeah, I mean that was payback for for breaking <laughs> my bat in front, for being eight or nineteen breaking like a pro ball guy's bat and just hey, like dude, a, you you weren't you weren't exactly uh, ready to roll at that point. But <laughs> that was no, funny. that was dude, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, it was a lot of fun. Great um, memories and so great memories. So back crazy. into your career and then transitioning out. Yeah, transitioning out. Hey, that was that was interesting because uh, I, I think I'm I'm a little different than most people. I've always accepted who I was. I'm a baseball guy, like I said before. Yeah. I I I might have tried to dabble into other things and things like that, but you know, at the end of the day, this is what I do this way, and this is who I'm totally content being. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Some people say, "Well, you know, maybe you're more than that." I, I may be, <laughs> but you know what? I don't want to be. Yeah. I, I this is what I do. Um, you want to? It's pretty funny. I said it's really easy to find me. I'm either at at Penn doing the field or coaching whatever, 
or I'm at home, uh, you know, hanging out with my kids or, or just, that's, it's really easy to find me, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, um, that's who I am. That's what I expect. And, and I kind of went into that and then going into, and I think what happened was when I got done, I was lucky enough to get hired on at Harbor by yeah. Marco Avalar. He hired me and, uh, we, we played that year and I coached. I liked it at the JC level. And as you remember <clears throat> the next year he got, he got fired. Yeah. We got let go, whatever. And, um, and I remember, remember, I, I didn't want that job. No, I know. I remember that. I remember I, having that conversation with you. I liked being the assistant. I liked recruiting kids, you know, kind of a lot of what you did. Yeah. And it was kind of like, man, I kind of like this. And then all the, all the other guys kind of fall by the wayside. But I had been lucky enough to, one of my best friends, Evan Fujinaga, who's, who's a longtime coach at PV High, now he's an athletic director at Santa Monica. I mean, I, I learned everything from it, from being exposed to that. And he was my teammate at Harbor, and he went with me from Harbor to Florida. And I mean, really is where I learned all this time in the off seasons and being around that uh, that experience at, at PV because they're winning a lot. Yeah, oh, yeah. not. I mean, were, He's as good as it gets. Yeah, he really by is. far. And he had he produced two big leaguers during that time. Yeah. Matt Grace and Ben Rowland, these two arms, yep. and and multiple guys going on and playing um, at big schools, and a little school in Palos Verdes. You yeah. Know? And um, and I was lucky enough to kind of have that know that organization how that worked um know how to handle kids in that respect um but i didn't know enough and then it kind of felt you know i was thinking hey maybe food can coach at harbor yeah. when marco left or or maybe maybe you know all these guys we respect you know the billy dillons of the world over at narbon things like that and i didn't i didn't go and i was like but it kind of came down to hey i'm gonna do this yeah i guess i'm you yeah. know kind of like well why don't you do it do you need you can do you know yeah. it's like oh my goodness so I went balls out, and you know this because you were here, and you were a guy I hired, and and balls out, both feet in like everything else I yeah. do, and uh, it was eighteen hour days of of the baseball part was great, um, the administration part yeah. was hell, um, and and my vision, and and my future, what I saw, something that could be great, I don't think was shared much by that the the school, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and that's hard to even to do anything and it's funny uh every time you hear a new coach hired somewhere so hey their their commitment to the facilities and their yeah. commitment to all this other stuff that i was really told over there they told me it didn't matter yeah and I, you know and then one thing leads to another i learned a lot i learned the hard way on how to talk to people of, in, in higher stand you know how to talk to administration i didn't know how um, again, emotionally immature. I was just getting done. Well, they don't teach you how this stuff in pro ball. No. They don't teach you how to talk to your boss in pro no. ball. They teach no, you how to I talk agree. to a field coordinator or your manager. Or in a locker a room time. where or it's like everybody's room. just as yeah. honest as possible. Exactly. And um, those were things I didn't learn in, in pro ball. And uh, I had to learn the hard way after leaving Harbor. And then even as I went in transitioning into a, into a life that it really spiraled into something that was, that was extremely... Um, that, that wasn't that changed my life you know yeah. you spiral into places that you don't think you would have ever gone and then you b dig yourself out of it and I, I did that and that's that's why I, I really feel professional baseball it, it I am I am a baseball guy but I also think that there are place there there should be more stuff out there for baseball guys resources like this platform right here I would say yeah. to kind of reach out and talk about what it's like to um, be done playing after yeah. so long because I didn't know how to handle it. No. I wasn't taught that. I wasn't taught in pro ball how to be a husband. 
I wasn't taught in pro ball how to be a dad. Yeah. I wasn't. If anything, you you were taught <laughs> to fucking just just pretty much pillage everything. Yeah, I was about to say you're taught the opposite. You're taught to womanize. And, yeah. Oh, hey, son. See you in seven months. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then you see things. You see things. How uh, you know you don't see. No one's really. Um, no one's really looking like they're they're the top people and you know top husbands in the yeah, world. No. Not to say everyone's a dirtbag, but you know, not to say all the guys. There's a lot of good ones out there. There's a lot of bad ones too. You know, they have different families when you go to a different country. Yeah, yeah. But Gosh. you just don't see it, and really, it, te- it doesn't teach you this stuff. And I had to learn, um, not because I wanted to, because I was forced to yeah. through through um, you know just a lot of through shit through the law. And through a lot of it, just by by being um, trying to make myself better and and being, you know, my life being better for that, you know, for all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, no, I know, man. It's <laughs> like, and that's what I, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, it's crazy. You, you'd be amazed how many guys have reached out, like ex teammates, ex guys, a couple guys I didn't even know, but like, hey, man, thanks so much. You know, a lot of the sentiments shared are things I felt. That's great. Still kind of finding myself. And these are guys that have been retired for 10, 12 years. Jesus. And it's the same, dude, it's the same thing. Like you just hit it on the head. You're, what's modeled in professional baseball largely is the opposite of being a good husband and father. Absolutely. And it's, and again, it's just such a bizarre environment that, I mean, I, not that I blame guys. I no. mean, it's just, it's just, you're on the it's road there. for seven months. Hey, yeah. I didn't get married till I was 30 something years old yeah, for that exactly. reason. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. No, I know. And it's, still couldn't pull it off. You yeah, know, I mean, it's, it's like, it's, it's crazy. It's like tough. That. Yeah. It's, it is, it is not something we're prepared for. And so that's, I mean, that was one of the thoughts with this thing is like, yeah, dude, catch up with old friends, guys that I miss guys. That I miss, I mean, again, like we said, the locker room environment exactly is gold is stuff that if you could go like to a fantasy camp of just a week of the locker room environment <laughs> I know. go take pp you know throw a pen or something and go hang out for two hours after and bs i miss that like crazy it was outstanding seriously i mean then that's that's the cool stuff but the funnier thing is too like exactly what you said was um it sometimes guys don't get pulled out of it they wonder they wonder why you know these these guys even in the nfl it happens in all these things there's no platform while you're playing what I would like to see is being being able to having people that actually teach you about domestic violence when you're playing, yeah. teach you about drug abuse, teach you about all these things and how 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 to handle having kids on the road or, yeah. or parenting class. I don't know anything. Yeah. Because sure as shit, in spring training they show us how to how how to stay away from uh, you know gambling. Yeah. They show you know we have the gambling one. They show us what happens if you get hit in your private parts and you yeah, exactly, up on. exactly. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Like they, such they antiquated the, stuff. Yeah, like, hey, it's thanks. so funny. It's like, oh, thanks a lot. You yeah. know, someone's gonna show me how to how to how to actually be a good parent to my kids. You yeah. know, it's like, no, they don't do it. But I wish. I mean, even if it were a monthly thing where a guy would come in and you kind of had to do so many hours as a player, that that you had to do so many hours, and this, maybe there wouldn't be so much domestic violence in sports. People should know this and be aware of it. And I think the awareness, obviously, is the first place to start. Yeah. Nobody's aware of this stuff. No. And and. How to, Some of these guys are coming from different part, countries. Dude, right? Don't yeah. even barely speak English. Yeah. And all I mean, of a sudden you're under that. American jurisdiction. It's like, yeah. But, yeah. But, but also like how to process what's going on yeah. in your life too. Because, oh, God. Is you know, the truth. I mean, dude, like you come like you've been doing something your whole life. It's something that since you're five years old, I'm going to do this. It doesn't happen. Then you come home, dropped off in a society and been told like, hey, all right, go get them. Yeah. Hey, like, see you hey, later. Yeah. yeah You're like, okay. Yeah, okay. You know, yeah. I, I'm, I know I didn't really make a million dollars. Well, think about it. this. Is what trips me out. There's probably guys 
multi-millionaires in the big that never that never really they're going around having not even a clue of any of the stuff we're talking about yeah because they they've been able to buy themselves you know that's a great point out. you know they've been they haven't had to do that like i said i got help in all those areas because i had to yeah you know either you you have a compelling reason to do it <laughs> or you get or or you know because it's got to be a choice in order yeah. to do it also we wouldn't i certainly wouldn't be sitting here today yeah um but but you know or something happens and you're you're you have to yeah <laughs> you know and there's guys going around probably society never had to yeah you know crazy i mean I just insane to me um and that's unfortunate because they don't know that and you know these these are gonna it just doesn't make it a very good world <laughs> no i know and it's you know it's ticking time bombs for some guys. it is it's it like, really it's, it's, it's coming at some yeah. point yeah no, and you I, see them around and that's what's so cool about this platform is too i bet you this is therapy for you just talking about for it with sure all these dudes. for sure going through your career like yeah, I think you hit on something awareness and acceptance. Yeah. Like being able to accept like it didn't happen. Yeah. Is great. Mm -hmm. Because all of a sudden it's like that Uncle Rico, I could throw a football over the mountains <laughs> back Rico in eighty two. <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite, yeah. It's classic. Back, if they would have put me in, we would have won oh, state. Man. It's like uh, I get to. I've gotten. Or those guys where, you sit next to at Applebee's are like, "Hey, man! Oh, I used to play. Coach yeah. after me. Got caught drinking. Exactly. Met a girl. All the excuses exactly. you hear." And, and so when you're going through this, you, you get to the point where you're like, "Look, this is what happened. This is what I needed to do well. I didn't, and that's it. Like yeah. that's a deal, and that's fine. Like yeah. that is what it is." And, and and dig on the dig on the cards that you have, and and yeah. and, and really, like I said, and, and especially coaching, which is so cool, is. You, like I tell people all the time, I said, through my coaching, I'm a storyteller. I, I, yeah. I live, that's how I coach. Yep. And, um, you know, to being able to share that experience is, is golden. It didn't have to be in the big leagues. Yeah. It didn't have to be, you know, after making $40 million a year. Yeah. I'm totally connected. Never got into this to make millions of dollars. Yeah. Now, not even playing. I, I Really, it, did, did I ever think it would change my life? It would have if I played in the big leagues a long time. But you know what? Never, I, I swear to you, never even a thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> I always, it was more about the game and the playing, and it's like that as coach. Yeah. Right no, I you agree. Know? And I think... You know, that's why we still are in the coaching end, because yeah. we love the game. I mean, we Absolutely. used to, me and you used to joke in the locker room oh, that we were man. lifers. We are. But and it's, thank you. I love this. Let's just kill it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Great. I mean, to be on go. a ball field. I know. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of guys who would trade with us in a heartbeat. Yeah, so. exactly. And to, um, you know, and it is what it is. It helps you grow. I yeah. mean, it has helped me grow more than anything. Um, like I tell our players in our program, I learn more from them as much as they learn from me. Yeah. Like anything, I, I go, you don't understand. You guys are my saving grace. I mean, that's why you're here. You don't realize that. Yeah. but And you will when you're older and you come over here and you realize that. Yeah. So it's, it's a perspective that I think high school kids and younger kids, that I think we could pass on that they don't get. Yeah. No, I know? agree. And this I is agree. a perspective that I like. So I, know. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's huge. I feel the exact same way. <laughs> All right. So one of the things we kind of finish on is f a good funny story from Pro Ball because that's something that until wow. you've lived it, Yes. You know, it all just seems, it's, this is, I mean, this is kind of part of the, the pro this ball experience. Well, let me think now. Me and my buddy going down to Navarro to buy a bean. No, anyways. <laughs> no, just joking. Uh, no, I'm not going to go there. Oh, I got a good one. That year when I played Crash Davis. Yeah. <laughs> this is like classic. Oh, God, this is great. Um, Detroit, during the All-Star break, they have like this Hall of Fame game. 
Okay, you go play. The two big league teams come together. Yeah. During the break, they're probably they're all pissed off that they're. You know yeah, what yeah. I'm talking about. I know about. what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. They go to the Hall of Fame game. Well, you know, I'm Crash Davis. I'm doing a good job. Hey, Mr. Nick, you've been doing very well in single A and being the good Crash Davis that you are. Makes it, we'd like to bring you to the Hall of Fame game and maybe come off the bench and play and, and you know, spell uh, Demetri Young or any yeah. of these guys, right? Uh, to not, you know, because they're going to show up and play their one inning. We're playing the Red Sox. I go, oh, of course, you'd love to, right? Yeah. So it's like, sweet, I'm going to Cooperstown to go play in this exhibition game that every all the big league guys are going to be pissed off they're at yeah exactly no problem i'm going to dig it i'm going to collect the meal money and just dig this sure enough well <laughs> the best part is we're getting ready to plan i look in a lineup and and, and uh, like i'm getting ready to get i'm i'm in there like like i don't know who was playing but i'm like in there for four ab's i'm like oh my goodness yeah i kind of i'm like tripping out and go then all of a sudden I go, dude, I got to use the restroom. I go, I, I got to go take a leak, you know, whatever, say. Yeah. And so I go around the corner and we all know it in, Bo we're playing Boston, the Red Sox in New York. And we all know about Pesky's pole in right field, right? Yeah. Johnny Pesky, yeah. one long time, long time, long time Boston Red classic player, right? So I'm like, oh, okay. I get in there. Finally, I, I start going to the, using the restroom. And it's full. There's people in there. You're like in there with the stands. Of people. I'm yeah. in a Detroit union. I got yeah, number exactly. 99 on. And um, this old man comes cruising in the restroom. Looks around and says, oh, F. You know, looks around. Start, get, takes his pants down and starts peeing in the sink. Like we're at a bar <laughs> oh, on a Friday night. <laughs> peeing in the sink. And I look and I go. And, and one of the guys is like a scout. And they're like. And he said something really funny, but he mentioned, yeah, so-and-so, Mr. Pesky, thank you. It was Johnny Pesky that came in there. <laughs> oh Pesky's pull, pull that right there in the sink in front of everybody. The sink turned on the water. water up. And I'm like, that's funny. <laughs> and he goes, and he looks at me and he saw me. He looked me up and down. He said, go get him today, kid. Walked out of there. <laughs> Holy shit! It was that was the funniest thing I've ever. I mean, just really, you're sitting there and you're you look and this old dude comes up and it was Johnny Pesky, yeah. pissed in the sink, like it was a two. It was like last call at the yeah. club, you know. So that was a classic story. I got many others, and I'm sure we'll be able to double back on that someday. Yeah, that's but, funny, um, man. Really, really fortunate to be on here. And um, like I said, I fully respect mm. the people you have on the show and what you're doing, not only here but at Costa and all that. Yeah. I mean, just totally respect it and um it's cool because you know because we got to coach we got to coach with each other yeah. when we were first starting now seeing it all come I know, you're right? a head guy now and i mean we're, you always we're, had it in you we're, ten, we're 10 years down and, I, and dude i i appreciate the opportunity because i was i mean you let me still play i, know I think like think about that i mean well, just for people that are listening i would coach and then you know d nick would say all right you you're, you're taking off. You're going to play a season. So I'd go play <laughs> in the summer, and then I'd hustle cool. back and coach. And not many people would, A, even think about that, like that that was acceptable. But, yeah, you let me do it. So. Well, you were worth it. You know, yeah, you I did a great job it, with those guys. And, shit, you're the best recruiter in the world to this day. <laughs> God. Those, those were fun times. Yeah, man. they were good I, times. I, you know, it's, it's, again, back to, like, our growth. Yeah. Dude, that was that was invaluable. Like those those <laughs> it times, was, it was yeah. invaluable for our growth. So. Yeah, as many hours we put, like I think about it, I go, oh man, I think about the hardship of that time. I go, God, yeah. but thank God for it, huh? Right. Thank God for going through it. Thank yeah. God, thank God for being put in these situations. Like yeah. I said, extremely fortunate. I wouldn't be the person that I am today, who I think is is a, is, a, is a growing person, if I didn't go through these. Yeah. Things, right. I mean, I know? I always go back to like. 
know, they tell story about how wine is made. And, yeah. and if you put the, you know, the grapevines in a nice, beautiful soil, they yeah. don't do very well. Oh, they wow. die pretty quickly, but when you stick them in like the weeds and the rocks, and they have to kind of fight and claw. They they like adversity. They like dude. adversity, they and like that it. that's exactly what that was for us. That was that was the adversity that allowed us to go it, to who we it are was. now. And again, a certain perspective that I don't think a lot of coaches can offer to to kids. Yeah, no, and, I agree. and we do that, and that's again, uh, it's an advantage. Yeah. I, I think all that, like yeah, I told you when sure. we first started this talk, extremely fortunate. But I, I definitely had an advantage from the time I was five years old to yeah. now. Well, you took advantage of it. Nice job. <laughs> yeah, man, dude. We done? Yeah, we're good times, you're the man. man Frickin' A, thanks, you're the best. Again. Yeah, thank you for everything, All right, like I no, said. Thank it's, you. It's quite the quite the journey we've been on. What a day, huh? It's thank not over yet. Not over yet. It's not no. over yet. I like this. So there it is. And in every episode, I feel like you get some kind of perspective of the professional baseball life. And I loved that Derek talked about, you know, his upbringing and how fortunate he was and how he had the brothers that kind of drove him to be successful. And then he had the coaches and Coach Jenkins who taught him how to win. And then Coach Bloomfield and Coach O'Brien who taught him how to play the game. And then finally Coach Lopez teaching him how to be a man and, and moving into pro ball. And, you know, Derek was a guy that we all worshipped at Harbor College and then on. You know, he paved the way for me. He gave me the opportunity to coach and then, you know, to watch him and kind of worship him his whole life and, and realize that, you know, ultimately he's just a person. And we've all had our struggles and all worked through some things. And it was it was great to see where he's at now because he's trying to make an impact with the next generation and doing a really good job of it. So um, really enjoyed this one. Hope you enjoyed as well and take care. Cheers. <laughs>